Have you ever had that feeling when you leave the doctor's office and think, what did they just say? Or have any burning questions you didn't have time to ask? Or, I don't remember anything that just happened in that appointment. Or even, were they speaking my language? Yeah, us too. That's where we come in. We're the podcast dedicated to helping you understand what your doctor said about that thing you saw your doctor for in the first place. We understand it can be an information overload. We're here to help. I'm Dr. Josh Fletcher, a family medicine resident at Northrop General Hospital in Toronto. And I'm Jake Bloom, the person who doesn't know what's happening at the doctor's office. Welcome to Dr. Dictionary. I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this podcast isn't meant to be a replacement for a traditional doctor's appointment, nor is it meant to be providing medical advice. Rather, it's meant to be a supplement to your doctor's visit and explain why your doctor asked what they asked and help you explain the diagnosis and common treatment plans. Lastly, doctors often have very different styles and approaches to a patient and their diagnosis. If we discuss a question or treatment plan that your doctor didn't mention, that doesn't mean that they were wrong. This could represent a different in practice style or simply the fact that your doctor knows you better than we do and has created a treatment plan that better fits your lifestyle. All right, and welcome back to another edition of Dr. Dictionary, the podcast explainer for all your questions before, during, and after your visit to the doctor's office. I'm Jake Bloom, and joining me to complete our asthma trilogy is Dr. Josh Fletcher. What's up, Doc? Not much. We'll be focusing on asthma attacks today which makes sense given that we've already talked about childhood asthma as well as adult asthma. And that's right. So in those episodes, we were talking about childhood and adult asthma, and we went over the basics of asthma, what constitutes good control of asthma, and the different treatments plans for both childhood and adult asthma. So let's talk about those asthma attacks. What does that actually mean to have an asthma attack? So an asthma attack, also known as an asthma exacerbation, is a worsening in your asthma symptoms. And this can occur for a variety of different reasons, and is often related to a worsening trigger. For example, a new cold or new virus that is worsening your symptoms, or new chemicals being used at work that's making your asthma worse. What are the symptoms you see during an asthma attack? So we see the same sort of symptoms we see in asthma, but worse. That wheeze, that chest tightness, that cough, etc. There's a progressive increase in feeling short of breath, and you might even find it difficult to eat or drink as a result. Often patients are also breathing quite quickly to get air into the body, and because their airways are so narrow and so tight, it can be difficult to get air in. Because you're breathing so quickly, the moisture in your body, the moisture in your lungs, can be lost at quite the alarming rate, and because of that, you can become quite dehydrated as a result. What are some of the risks for having an asthma attack? So like we spoke about in the previous two episodes, Poor asthma control is a risk for having an asthma attack. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous two episodes on childhood asthma or adult asthma and learn about what constitutes good asthma control. Not using your medications properly or not using them at all is also a risk. And again, this isn't necessarily your fault. In the adult asthma episode, we spoke about how up to 80% of people use their inhalers improperly, and that the medication actually isn't reaching all the way into the airways in your lungs. Other risks include previous emergency room visits, hospitalizations, or even visits to the intensive care unit or ICU because of your asthma. 
how do I know when I'm having an asthma attack? So this is where your asthma action plan comes in handy. Websites like asthma.ca also have sections focused on these red flags or yellow flag symptoms of asthma to keep your eye out for when your symptoms are poorly controlled and you're at risk for having an asthma attack. But again, it's that worsening of those symptoms we just spoke about, that wheeze, that chest tightness, that cough, that feeling short of breath and not being able to get air in. If you're using your short-acting puffer multiple times per week, having nighttime symptoms multiple times a week, or having limitations in your activities during the week, these can also all be signs that you're at risk of or actually having an asthma attack. All right, so in the case of an asthma attack, what should someone do? So if your doctor spoke to you and developed with you an asthma action plan, it's best to follow these instructions as they're directly from your physician themselves. Increasing your reliever or as-needed puffer can be helpful in these situations, and increasing your daily puffer can also help as well. However, it's best to seek medical attention in these scenarios, either from your primary asthma care provider, if you feel your symptoms are mild, or from your local emergency department, if your symptoms are more severe and you're having difficulty breathing. What is usually done in the emergency department for asthma attacks? Well, we first want to make sure your symptoms are from asthma and not from another condition. We want to see what your lung function is like, and we can do that by a physical exam, looking at your vital signs and the amount of oxygen in your blood, or seeing how well you can forcefully exhale, like is done on the spirometry test. If we feel you do have an asthma attack, then we start treating it. We give higher doses of short-acting puffers very frequently, often using two types of short-acting puffers. We might also give you a course of an oral steroid in addition to your puffers, rather than just an inhaled steroid. And this can help even further decrease the inflammation and open up your airways. If the breathing is really bad, there are additional drugs and steps we can try to help as well to make your breathing improve. Will I need to stay in the hospital after an asthma attack? So this depends on how bad the attack is. If your asthma is more mild and responds very well to our initial treatment like puffers and steroids, then you can usually go home. If your breathing is quite poor, your lungs aren't functioning well as they could have, then we might bring you into hospital to make sure you improve or to give you more treatment. So Josh, how does someone prevent future asthma attacks? So making sure your symptoms are under well control is really important here. And your doctor comes in play here to help you develop that asthma action plan. They'll also help make sure the puffers are taken correctly and actually getting to your lungs. And we spoke about this more in the previous episodes. You might even need a stronger treatment than you were on before, like a different type of puffer or a higher dose of your current one. Managing your triggers is also very important. It could be related to pets, chemicals, air pollution, etc. And altering your work environment, if this is work-related, is also extremely important in preventing a worsening of your asthma symptoms and future asthma attacks as well. Now, there are also certain conditions, those comorbidities we spoke about previously, that are associated with asthma, and better managing these can also help with your symptoms. And again, we spoke about this further in the previous episodes. Now, are there any major differences in the treatment of childhood and adult asthma attacks? Now, of course, the doses of medications are different if we're treating an adult versus a child. However, the actual treatment plan that we're going through 
using multiple short-acting puffers, using steroids as needed, giving you oxygen if you need to, bringing you into hospital if we're worried about you. All of that is the same whether you're an adult or a child. And as always, what other resources do you recommend? So I encourage you to go listen to the end of the Childhood and Adult Asthma podcast if you already haven't already for more resources. And the links to all these resources are in the description of their respective podcasts. Well, that just about wraps up today's asthma attacks episode. Josh, I want to thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. Thanks, Jake. And as always, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to make another appointment with your doctor. If you have any feedback, you can email us at thedoctordictionary at gmail.com or tweet us at the Doctor Dictionary. I'd also like to thank Dr. Jamie Blicker, an emergency medicine physician at North York General Hospital in Toronto, for peer reviewing this episode, as well as Nick and John Bragagnolo for recording the original music. Well, for Jake and Josh, this has been Dr. Dictionary. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.